halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Jenny Tear. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camila Fantasio. And this is Half Baked There, a half C episode of Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. And I want to um, head, head it off, head it off, oh, yeah, head it yeah. off at the pass. Cut it off at the pass. Cut give, it off at the pass. Give head and, and make a pass. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, no, I think you make a pass I then give head. That makes more yeah. sense, right? <laughs> so I want to give head. I want to make a pass and then give head. Um, Wonderful. <laughs> You've come to the right place. I, for those of you who are paying attention, last week was also a half C episode. Yes, we're doing another half C episode. We are not lazy. <laughs> we um we just had a lot of premium content we were creating before this for, for our premium yes, of our Patreon. And we're kind of running out of time, but we assure you that this will also be quality. Quality yes. uh, quality 30 material. minutes. It'll feel like an hour because it's exactly Kim I have to ask okay there was a little boy that you and I used to babysit and recently <gasps> I've seen pictures of him yes and- oh my god it's crazy that you just brought this up because I freaked out I, I was like, how did he become adult. a whole adult-like person? Crazy. I will say, I think that makes me feel the oldest. So old. Right? So old. <laughs> yeah. I remember because he was a handful and a half. Maybe not as much with you, Jen, but um, he he could be. And he was adorable and sweet and really smart. But you he know? was a baby. He was such a baby. And, and I now, just never wait, <laughs> trying to wrangle him more than anything. They allowed now, two actors to babysit yes. a baby. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. yeah. It was like you got two clowns for the price <laughs> of one. I remember you know, one time uh, I was walked on and a side note, I was walked in on because I was rehearsing a burlesque number and I, not not with this person we just mentioned, but another kid. And I knew that it would be a great audience member just because there was like lots of big facial expressions and like, I'm doing crazy things with my hands. I, I did not strip at all, but okay. literally the mom walked in in the middle and the kid was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she loved it. She and absolutely, the, the I was pasties like- were twirling. <laughs> There yeah. were no, there were no meat filled, filled pie. That's a pasty. Oh, oh, a pasty is a thing that you cover your nipples with. So confused. I'm going to get in trouble. There is some intersection in some circles, but not mine. Uh, but yeah, she walked in and I'm just like stopped in my tracks. Like I was rehearsing the, was the, the G parts. That's very sweet though. 
Camila, do you have any small children that you were around that have oh, since become adults and dozens. it makes you feel like you're actually at your own wake? Um, <laughs> I, I never feel that way because as you know, I'm going to live to 950. Yeah, uh, getting older and older. Thanks to gene <laughs> therapy or whatever they come up with. Um, yes. I'm not a, really a big fan of cryogenics. Can you imagine waking up and like you're next to Walt Disney? He's like, hey, you ever uh, seen my mouse? You seen my mouse cartoons? It's like, oh, you don't even know the half of it, Walt, what they've yeah. done. Yeah. But um, when I was a keeper, which was the term for a not babysitter, but I don't know, charge. No, charge is who you take care of. Uh-huh. Like an au pair? You were a keeper? It's, it's not quite au pair. Like Maybe that's why they came. Keeper, you were January 6th? Wow, I'm so, <laughs> so, so strange. <laughs> Europeans was, always have to do some stuff I was weird. A, I was a proudly a boy that was an oath keeper. Um, okay. No. So when I was going to this <laughs> summer locale where my family uh, had a cabin, there was, a whole, <laughs> there was a whole children's program in, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and oh. the children had activities that they the partook UP. in daily in the UP. That's right. A. And I took care of my cousin and I also took care of other uh, family friends, kids. But there were just all these kids around and we would go on hikes with these children. And now a lot of them are adults with their own children. And I I'm friends with them on Facebook. And it, it is a little it's alarming. It's a bizarre marker of time. It's a somewhat alarming because I spent so much time with these kids. I mean, we're not talking about babysitting. We're talking about, in the case of my cousins, like 18 hours a day because wake up, go to breakfast, then go to the bridge, sing the songs at the bridge, then go on your daily activity, whether it's canoeing, hiking, going to the beach, um, then come back, get ready own. for dinner. Yeah. Take them to dinner, go back home, entertain them after dinner, play games, do puzzles, whatever. And then eventually you go to bed. Then I, then the keepers would go out to the bonfire and get real horny because they were teenagers. Keepers? Yeah. And that phraseology is just interesting. <laughs> I just feel like that's when you can't fool yourself. Like when you see kids that you used to babysit and they're adults that when that like no matter how much retinol or how cute and like current your clothes are like deep down, you know that you're fucking old now. <laughs> right. No, You know that like you're a fully formed human being. That's true. They're weird shapeshifters. I mean, I think it's kind of weird that you could become the that that they could change so much in such a short amount of time like no matter how old we get no matter how much change happens to us we'll never go through as an extreme change as like from the ages of 9 to 16 that just will never happen again i don't think it's quite yeah. as as extreme to become an increasingly old person as it is to go through puberty. That's just like, what the hell even happened? You yeah. grew all of this, you know, all yeah. these inches and yeah, and you're everything right. morphed. Although there is a big difference between like 40 and 80, but I guess sure. it's gradual. It's, it's so gradual and I feel like it's, I mean, I, I feel like it's less change. 
as between, I mean, it is change and let's hope there is, right? Like, let's hope we've got lots of time before like we Our look- bones are frail. Yeah. But that period of time during uh, adolescence is crazy. It's wild. It's almost like sci-fi. Yeah, the difference between 10 and 18 is like pretty, pretty intense. I mean, just think of you eight years ago or me eight years ago. There's been some change, but not like that. Yeah. I would venture to say the difference between 10 and 18 is eight years. I mean, very good. Math whiz. You deserve that PhD (laughs) in mathematics. but yeah, perky, it, it, hard, perky, homosexual dick. Okay. Wonderful. Thank that you. Was, Thank that's you, the best PhD of all. <laughs> <laughs> right? Gotta be. Yep. Dr. P. Speaking of, since we're doing a half seat and I did want to know each of your thoughts on this mm-hmm. and if this person happen to listen to our podcast, which I don't think they do. Um, they are like a, uh, they have a tele, they're on a television show, a long running television show that's pretty successful. I mean, hence the long running. And they're also someone I knew back when and did theater with before they were this person, but they just posted beautiful photos. This is a gay man, oh, God, probably anybody who knows this person will immediately I- know. I don't even know who it is. I don't know the person. Okay, right. Well, you know, there's a reason you would know the person. You just don't know the person. I'm just saying I know the person. And and the people who know this person will immediately recognize my description. That's all I'm saying. Okay. There was a a commitment ceremony. And I'm wondering, in the age of you can get married, what does a commitment ceremony mean in... In you terms of your money. gay relationship. You can't have my money. Yeah, that's what it means. That's what I it meant so. to me. That doesn't make Camilo, any- how do you feel about it? I know this is going to sound really shitty. Maybe we'll finally get people to write in. But I'm yeah. curious. This is a really, I, I also have questions. Because actually, if you are financially, you know, you're financially successful, what you do is you do a prenup. I mean, that's yeah. just what you do. So it is, it is actually a really good question, Kim. I don't quite understand why in the era of, you know, we could just have, a, if, if I'm insecure about how my finances are going to land, if this goes south, right. let's just do a prenup. What is this? It sounds, it almost is like, does this mean I am making a commitment to you for right now, but it does not include a division of my assets and only until I am no longer making that commitment to you ceremony? Like, Come on, you can get married. And I'm not you saying know, anybody should get married who doesn't get married, want to get married. But like, why? I just don't know where this fits in, in the scheme of things. And we know for a fact that, that they're not previously married and they're doing like a re. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, all, I, I'm almost 100 percent sure of that. OK. Yeah. I, yeah. This is a. am not. I mean. This I don't want to come off as as like I don't want to be misconstrued if it's coming off as weird or in some way bigoted. I really hope not because I encourage all the gay gay marriages and all the gay relationships are non gay marriages. The gay fucking I encourage all of that. But what about just, all the gay divorces? There's so many. Yes, um, get divorced. Get gay divorced. Uh, 
Actually, I encourage all of it. I just don't okay. understand what this means. I don't either, Kim. One of the- I'm just as confused as you are. Oh, well, maybe they just need, maybe they just want to be spiritually like bound and they don't feel they need the the legalistic trappings of marriage. I don't know. I mean, right. So, well, okay. okay. So this is a good question because there are lots of long-term gay couples that are not married. Camilo, right? Like what state, like, for example, what state, do you know what state they're in? They're successful. So California, maybe like successful entertainers. California or maybe New York or both. I don't know. Right. Like this could be state by state could be a huge determiner of whether it makes sense to get married, you know, with Camilo, can I ask you? Everybody wants to hear about tax, marital tax law. No, but not tax. Okay. Beyond that and division of assets, if something happens to one of you, and this is the same problem with, with, with straight couples, mind you, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's more of like, OK, if we're making this commitment legally, if you're straight, the easiest way to do is get married. And it now is all it's also the easiest way to do it if you're gay. So I just don't commit yeah. commitment ceremonies seem like a th- something, a throwback for when, like, we couldn't get gay married. Yeah. True. Agreed. Can I add some titillating Yes. Yeah. One of the most obnoxious people I know, like he's the richest, like one of the richest people I know. I went to college with him and he's like a gay mogul and he has been married twice. And his second marriage, Sandra Bernhardt, like married them and Erasure performed at their wedding. And he (laughs) Erasure seems like. Are we having erasure at a wedding? Like, yeah, look I at know. the name of the band. So <laughs> romantic. Yes. Um, Break these chains of love. That's what I want to hear at my wedding. <laughs> they, they did break those chains of love. And he has like, he's in the, he's been in the New York Times like multiple times for his many houses. And he's getting okay. I hold, hold on. They they have a million five to buy a townhouse in Brooklyn. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> like, they they what did like, they choose? A lot more than a million five. Okay. <laughs> and he, this guy would antagonize me for some reason. He would come on my Facebook page and like he would like start class warfare with me. What? Just for fun. No, I would be posting by like about like <laughs> Occupy Wall Street and he would come and spit fire about socialism. But I gave it right back to his capitalist mug. So he would tank <laughs> Sure. And of course, I went off Facebook, but then periodically I go back and lurk. And I noticed that he's getting divorced for the second time. Did you like, have a little bit of um, complete joy? Schadenfreude. Yeah. I was total, thinking Farfic uh, Nugent, but that's the wrong word. It's I had a Nugent. I was fucking thrilled i thought it was hilarious person. <laughs> by the way 14 million dollar penthouse that looks like andy warhol's playroom is on the market and um his investment banker like husband and he are getting divorced after basically bragging about their relationship. That's okay. That's the thing is he's a braggart through and through. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Give me, give me examples because I feel like that's legitimately what every couple does on social media. Or no, a lot of them. I disagree. Okay, a lot you of them. You me posting shit. Not, not you guys, present company excluded. Seriously. Yeah. I never post shit about my relationship on Facebook. I think that's smart because then people like you will come along and gloat if you ever get broken up. It's a clear sign of relationship dysfunction. What's up? It's a clear sign of relationship dysfunction when you have to validate your relationship on social media. I think the only exception is the person who is perennially happy and having good luck that I've mentioned on this podcast before. I feel oh, like yeah. they are genuinely, I, it's an anomaly. But other than I that. I feel like that's so thin, though. Like, that is such a thinly veiled, like, insecure yeah. person. Like, no one's life is that perfect. Like, come on. No, no. Does of course that really not bother that you? Perfect. But I think it's not like a teetering on the brink of, you know what I mean? Of collapse. It's not because. until it is. That's how life is, isn't it? Knock on wood. I knew, I knew somebody who was like, love posting was so extreme that like when the relationship ended he literally broke my like stop being my friend like he just disappeared because his whole identity was wrapped up in in like having this perfect relationship yeah. i mean and a lot I, of people do, are like that and i had aided in like oh i'm picking you up because this person is has, is mia like you are stuck at your job because they were supposed to pick you up and you know and i'd be like Okay, well, maybe this is not the best relationship for you, but I'm happy to pick you up and just let you make your choices. This guy, though, was a complete braggart, like about every aspect of his life and his relationship included. Just like we're taking just like just a a fucking show off. Yeah. And it just was very distasteful, honestly. And I guess on some level, like, I don't want to be like, oh, I felt total shot in Freud and, you know, Perfect. But I definitely noted it. I mean, I was like, huh, <laughs> that's funny. I think you know? also if you're over the age of 60 and you're bragging online, you maybe are probably not getting divorced because I know. He was a not couple of wealthy. Right, right, right. I, have I know a couple of wealthy people. With? <laughs> what what's that jen um camila was like well <laughs> you know 60 year olds and i'm like i went to college with him why are you talking about 60 year olds? Oh, God. i know a couple of wealthy couples who post about their travels and their glamorous locales that they go to online but I feel like that's more of a weird boomer, like not, yeah. they're not necessarily flexing. It's just like, this is Facebook. We post pictures of where we are at, you know, no yeah. matter what. It's not like flexing. Our love is so great and we'll, we'll survive any and all challenges that it's just now we're old and we're rich and we're at a winery and we want to let you know yes <laughs> they're like retirement it's, it's not almost like we want to let you know it's like you go to a place you share it on facebook like that's just what that's what it's for like yeah boom. that's what it's for um yeah yeah it's like retirement bragging right a little bit yeah. it's like yeah those people um, i don't think oh you're oversharing like, look your at relationship these mutual is on the funds in action <laughs> yes by the way, interesting statistic I picked up, and this pertains to your friend, I picked up on my favorite murder, 
of all places yeah. the other day is that third marriages are 70% statistic, statistically <laughs> likely to end in divorce. Murder. Oh, murder? <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about murder. murder. It always comes yes. back to that with us. Yeah. So keep an eye out for the third marriage, Jen. Okay, well, I'm going to put, I'm I'm putting their New York Times announcement in our chat box. Okay. But let's oh, be, yes, very, please. Let's be very subtle about mentioning who this is. Oh, but look, look at this announcement. God. I, I will know. say the names ooze rich. Oh, I mean, but, you know, to his credit, he was not from a wealthy family. He was it doesn't, kid. but he was born into a rich name. One of them sounds I mean, like a Russian or oligarch and one sounds super waspy. So they both sound kind of richy rich, but yeah. which one is actually richy rich? You know, I think neither of them came from Richie Rich backgrounds, actually. Mm. One got one of them works for like Goldman Sachs or, you know, something comparable. Yeah. And the other is like uh, he's a gay entrepreneur. I was going to say a gaypreneur. Gaypreneur, um, I like it. Who, who has TMTM been, ding. Exactly. He's been very, very successful, but he has not. I think dealt with his success with any particular degree of, of grace. I'll be honest. So this is, this is the second marriage that dissolved, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to ask, do you guys find, or have you noticed that sometimes people who, I don't know what their backgrounds were. You said they didn't come from richy rich backgrounds, but have you noticed that people who come from particularly poor or disadvantaged backgrounds are sometimes the most likely to to brag Don't about yeah, yeah. defunct nouveau riche syndrome of course yeah. yeah no question I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think nouveau riche is the same as as came from a disadvantaged background at all. I, I mean, they I can't think, intersect. I think it is. They, no, it's not. Nouveau riche can be. We were middle class. We were poor. We were every anything but rich, and then all of a sudden we were rich. Coming yeah. from a disadvantaged background is a very specific point of view. It means like lack. And then if you you grow up with like a noticeable lack and then all of a sudden or not, maybe not all of a sudden you're rich. You know, I, I have I, I don't want to paint that with a broad brush, but I have seen instances where I think this person needs to show you what they have. Like, you know, it, maybe it's, I, it's boring. I grew up middle class. Like I had everything um, I needed and I have everything I need, but I don't have anything extravagant. You know what I mean? So I don't need to brag about it or don't really have like extravagant things to brag about. But if I did, I don't know if I would. But who knows? Is there anything more boring in a social situation, though, when somebody just wants to talk about things they have? I mean, that is very unattractive. That's true. Yeah. I, do you think that there's any way to flaunt your wealth tastefully and gracefully? No, I mean, the word flaunt is just not okay. a graceful to word. Show your wealth. Well, it's it's interesting how old money shows their wealth which is in deliberately keeping old vehicles, deliberately keeping, you know, hand, still handing down clothing, having ratty clothing, 
I really feel um, like that is ratty clothing that was like five thousand dollars, you know, fifty years ago though. No, no, I'm talking about like that still exists. There's an orbit, there's an orbit of my life where that I'm adjacent to some of that. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, I don't mean that they're going around with like holes, you know, like rodent. You know, no, no, I know what you mean, but 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 am I not correct in saying that like these things were super expensive when they got them because that's just what they were and they've kept them for you? Kim, they would be medium expensive, they would be like Brooks Brothers, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be go to like you know, Fifth Avenue to. I don't know what's a really high end store for clothing. I don't even know these days. For anymore. men, for women, party. Yeah, they wouldn't be like yeah, an Armani. They, they'd be like, we're getting a sensible but well made Lands End shirt. Okay. Uh, a sensible, well made Brooks Brothers pants. That yeah, it's not the cheapest thing, but it's you know, and but- we're gonna wear it till it has holes, and then put a patch on it. Are these people? <laughs> yes. How old are these people? Are there children like that? Because I feel like that is they a very are. they are. It passes really? on. Yeah, it passes on that 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 sense of so they're like don't, sensi- don't be frivolous with your spend your money on things that matter. Like uh-huh. spend your money you can't on really a- knock that though. I I mean I think it seems more it seems less distasteful than the alternative. Well, that's the thing because well, it's, it's old money, and this whole like this old money ethos is passed on from generation to generation. And it's the idea of you can spend shitloads of money, but they actually they actually invented the experience spending money on the experience. You know okay. how it's all about well, like millennials, like oh, they want the experiences, not the things. Right? Yeah, they don't want the things. They want the experience. They travel well, a lot. Power. Like look at somebody like Charles Koch. Okay, like the yeah. Koch brothers. Yeah. Were they known for their flashy lifestyle? Are they known for their fla- flashy lifestyle? Like when you think of no. of the Cokes, like David Koch and Charles Koch, do you think of their like red carpet or their clothing? No. Although their son is hideous and has a fashion line which has to be seen to be believed. Oh, oh. but um, They're more Coca-Cola, less cocaine. The Charles Coke. Yes. But he's basically bankrolled the entire right wing project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's sort of going alongside Camilo's thesis. Yes. I, and mean, I think there's people like like Warren Buffett. Is he lives in his? Yeah, I was, that's medium, what I was thinking. Medium sized house in which we drove by and really and, low key. Yeah, but that's really low key that's, billionaire. I think that's not what we're talking those are like outliers for sure but i'm talking about very specific type of old money person that i've come across in my life and it's really fascinating how their wealth is you know they keep it up their sleeve because Uh, otherwise because it's it's a it's a marker of class it's tacky yeah it's tacky to be yeah yeah about it it's just it's not done you know it's not done yeah I feel like that is a somewhat old fashioned value and the new generation is much more willing to flaunt. 
therapist. social media, maybe. Yeah, I do. I think but you're, so. And, but you're missing out on all the people who are extremely wealthy who are not doing that because, because we don't notice them. <laughs> because as I mentioned, I am it's adjacent like good plastic to those surgery. People. I'm adjacent yeah. to those people, and they're not doing that. They're That's not flaunting true. their wealth at all you on think, social media. You think like Betsy DeVos uh, flaunted her wealth? I yeah. Mean, she's I mean, that house alone, that nightmare house. Yeah, like Nouveau, she's classic Nouveau tables. Reach, right? Yeah. You, you thought that Betsy DeVos flaunted her wealth? Yeah. Really? Not necessarily. I mean, she dressed in a way that was what she thought maybe was appropriate for government work. But mm-hmm. look at that house. That house would not fly I, I in the circles I'm now. talking about. I'm looking. I'm Googling it. Oh, Intern- my God. Intern Tina? Tina too? And Tina too, are you available? Okay, it's hideous. It should be in one of my architecture groups. Mm-hmm. Um, it, actually, someone has picked it apart and it's got little notations on it um, it that are very snarky. It is God on earth. Um, it's it's, it's a like Mac mansion. I mean, it's a mansion that is is tacky. Yeah, it's... It's an ostentatious display of wealth. It's just and, like a slapdash sort of survey of all styles, therefore no style, and and just ridiculously oversized. It yeah. is truly, and, yeah, it is hideous. Uh, actually. And you can have a really large home and still somehow make it weirdly look intimate. Like Martha Stewart is really good at that. Yeah. And other filthy rich people are they just have that skill but are they any better people i don't know it's like that's the big question are they is does it make you a better valuable thing or does it i mean it's it's just a it's uh subjective like anything else does it make you a better or worse person if you're deemed to have good taste i mean Because ostensibly, ostensibly, the people I'm talking about that I'm aware of, ostensibly, they're all leftists. One of them because they care about the environment. That's uh, that's another big thing. You care about the environment and you care about social justice. If you are the right kind of person, you know, distribution of wealth. I will say, no, probably not that. Probably not. Right. One of the most interesting trips I ever took was I went upstate and I saw Valkyl, um, Eleanor Roosevelt's house. And then we went to the Vanderbilt's home, which was just down the road. And Eleanor Roosevelt's house, it's, you know, it's now a national park and they do this amazing tour of her life and like how she basically had people make furniture there. She had a habit of going into town and like inviting everybody for dinner. So they would inevitably have like 10 more guests and that they were supposed to have. She used to like bring cherries back and make pies in the kitchen with everybody. It looked like a lesbian camp counselor's house I mean, it was really really modest and like like it had the spirit of fun and she was Not homey and it was very homey she came from incredible wealth yeah she she did and she was wealthier than fdr actually uh her family was but she was not a you know you can see pictures of her she was 
homely, I guess, but very smart. She obviously really cared about people. And then we went to the Vanderbilt house, which looked like it was built basically to be like a mini Versailles. Yeah, it was Betsy DeVos's house, but like. Yes. But actually, <laughs> but beautiful, Kim, I have to say. No, really, really I, haven't, I haven't seen yes. the Vanderbilt house. The, everybody, the architects, the architects back then had really good taste for the rich people. I'll say this, though. Comparatively, it seemed very tacky, mm. actually, mm. to compare to Valkyl. And and they went through the like the three generations of the Vanderbilts. Like there was the the heir who there was the you know the patriarch who built the entire thing the second generation that kept kept building and then the third generation that fucking spent it all and they were all 'er ne'er-do-wells and like alcoholics and they built these gigantic homes and it was it was fascinating it was really interesting to compare them and and the feeling of like that you knew that Eleanor Roosevelt's life had tremendous worth. And I couldn't name one Vanderbilt heir beyond the last name. Right. You know, Gloria, Gloria. Okay. Yeah. What about Anderson Anderson Cooper? Cooper. You're throwing Anderson Cooper under the bus. The most trenchant political commentator of our time. Good God. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I meant to say the most silver foxy. If you are like <laughs> truly getting your like news in a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I, I just, I love the Hudson Valley mansion corridor. It's just one of my favorite places. If you have the opportunity to visit and you haven't, it's really incredible. What about uh, more of a Massachusetts uh, Kennedy type of wealth, you know, that old money for the United States. And I feel like considered to be tasteful as, as, as messy as that family always was and is. And the Bushes. got their money from bootlegging, right? And the Bushes in Kennebunkport, tasteful galore. They're just, it's what we used to call what patrician, right? It's just, it's that old money, connected gatekeepers probably at you all see the politics. difference like it's kind of maybe hard to quantify the difference uh, you know but you like know it, it's like you know it when you see it yes right? it's like porn like whoever said that about porn yeah yeah that you yeah know um, when you see it i mean i feel like the kennedys they're so closely i so closely uh relate them now to tragedy yeah, no. I oh mean, my God! There's a curse. There's an absolute I mean, curse. If you believe, if you've ever believed in a curse, man, that's a good case for for it. Seriously, it's insane. It's like a big Greek tragedy. Yeah. Except like, their latest offspring is a fucking nightmare. So who? The the one that's now a Repu- a Trumpist Republican. Oh, you mean RFK Jr. I can't even keep up with I thought RFK Jr. was the guy who founded the magazine that No, it's JFK Jr. That we all read. So beautiful. He was so beautiful. Yeah, he was. And the horrible plane crash that has been 
uh, dissected to death. Oh, this, this happens to be one of my like niche interests, which is aviation, something I'm sure I'll never do, but I watch hours of videos. I mean, you and Jim, you and Jim need to. Oh, really? Oh yeah. We talked about this because we probably watch the same channels where they, they break down all these accidents and stuff and And you can't watch, but I do. No, thank you. I have to get on airplanes in the future. And it makes me feel better. It actually makes me feel better. And maybe Jim is similar That's because so it's like, because it's, you see all the things that can go wrong and the plane not fucking crash. It's kind of incredible. So, well, Kim, I have to tell you that JFK Jr. is actually alive and Q knows this. <laughs> oh God, oh, of right. course. You know what? I actually was on a video about the plane crash and I feel like there were some Q people in the comments and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, These people they, are nuts. Yeah, it's a major they, conspiracy they have. Yeah, yes. he, is, he is. Look, he's battling the deep state and it's time for you to get on board. Oh, wait, he's on their side? Is that I guess, there? No, I don't know. Oh, Apparently, he's, he was at, like, January 6th. These people oh, are... Oh, God. Good God. The, the level of insanity and stupidity. I, I, I can't... Listen, it's, it's been... It's a, it's a meme that's all over the place, but... And also, it, it contested because of the use of this word, but the United States is so ghetto right now, I can't even... Sorry, you know, uh, we've had better days. Let's let's put it that way. It's like the ugly lights are coming on and the party's over. But listen, (sighs) if it is, let's hope JFK Jr. is dancing because without a shirt. (laughs) Without a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) What was the name of his goddamn magazine? I was was It was called George. George, yes, that's it. George, right. I thought I was so fucking plugged in because I had a subscription to that. And I'm like, you did? I'm informed. And I'm informed. You were like one of 12 people, apparently. Both politics say, and Camilo. pop culture. Like, this perfectly bridges what's important and what's banal. Like, yeah. I'm there. I'm living in the yeah, moment it was, it was in 1994. It was whatever. very banal in the end. <laughs> I think more banal than current, but. Um, and it also got destroyed by the lad mags of Britain. Do you remember when he married that woman too and they were absolutely devoured by the paparazzi? It was like seeing people yeah. get eaten alive by photographers. Maybe like one of the, well, I mean, I, I maybe one of the, like the test case test cases for like that extreme power couple paparazzi Oh, yeah. Carolyn Bissett. Yes. And she died in the plane crash with him. Yeah. Along with her sister, which people forget a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The poor sisters. Like, for God. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Um, It's unlike um, what's her name? Flying with Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I don't care. (laughs) No, thank you. What's her name? Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Yeah. Connelly. Well, we've really gone through the like uh, nouveau riche um, timeline from the Vanderbilts to <laughs> the <laughs> Kennedys. Kennedys. Uh, should we throw in a Kardashian or two? Because I feel like they're the uh, next next logical progression, right? They are complete nouveau riche right they they are they are no shame though they have no 
There is no old money um, modesty there at all. No. There's something I mean, about- you have, to, you have to point out that a Robert Kardashian came from apparently very uh, humble uh, beginnings and became a, a super successful lawyer. That's where the money comes from. Like, right. So, the seed money, the seed money, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But there's something about California, specifically LA culture, that turbocharges that this kind of, you know, forward motion because you're, you're sort of entangled in the entertainment business. So it's, mm. you're surrounded by it. You understand that it's an act. So I get why that happened with the Kardashians in a way. It's kind of weirder to me when it happens like in mid America place where somebody's like, Oh shit, I won the lottery. I now have $20 million and I'm going to build a castle replica. Yeah. Cause that's what I feel like. I love that shit. That's so interesting. You've got to join. That's it. I'm architecture shaming. I'm, I'm already on it. You are? Yes. I'm also on crazy stairs. I'm on both. Death stairs because of my recommendations. Are of you course. telling me you were cooler? Okay. No, right. of, because so. of All your right. recommendations. Thank you. Because that's what Facebook is for, Jen. It's not for arguing about how, whether your marriage or commitment ceremony is legit. It's about seeing ugly buildings. It's, 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 it's for snarling at tacky people with too much money. Yes. 100% and waiting for the next cue to drop. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah definitely. All right. So uh, we haven't asked. Uh, plotting yeah. cues. Like yes. plotting cues. Mm. <laughs> we haven't asked for a while, but please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please. Write a review. And the other thing that you can do that would really help us in our becoming nouveau riche, which we all see. <laughs> Please, I well, want to be tacky. We, wanna, we want we want an oligarchs. We want enough money to get an oligarchs like yacht that's been seized. We'll take a hand me down yacht. Yeah. yeah. That's all like gold plated. Yes. But to do that, we need you to recommend us to a friend. Just recommend us to one or 10 friends. Yes. Yeah. And um, let us know what you want us to talk about. I'd be curious to know what the people want. <laughs> We're direct, direct democracy here, okay? What do, you know, les gens, as they yeah. say, as the French aristocracy says, you know, which we are also aiming to be French aristocracy, if that's a possibility. Um, what, what do you want? What do the people? Yeah. Kim, go for like the Monaco aristocracy. They seem to be a hot mess right now. Like, just yeah. get in there. Yeah, they all eventually end up a hot mess. Um, the hot mess hi hierarchy is what mm -hmm. I, I aim for. Um, on that note, shall we let les gens know to keep it perky? Keep it le perky, oui. Oui, faisait il perky pour vous les nipples? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you uh, for, for ending it on a slightly pornographic note. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir, mon chéri. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? <laughs> this was a half baked there a half seas episode of halfway there 
use it to scare off a bear or don't. Like, we don't care. 